you looking fresh, bro. Yo, you told me to look good today. I, I don't know why you said that because I always come to the studio looking good, looking yeah, fresh, uh, working that, uh, you know, flashy office environment, uh, pretending I'm, I belong among, among the elite. But here I am, man. I just belong here with you in the studio because guess what, man? I might put on the nice dress shirt, but I'm greasy. I'm greasy at heart, man. Oh, you you greasy as fuck, man. I'm telling you, Trevor. There Beck, we go. Trevor Thank Beck you. Is the greasiest dude on the menu, but he is he's a stud, okay? And we need to we need to let the people know that Trevor Beggs is a stud because we need you to win a couple rounds here in that yeah, top seriously. 64 March Madness tournament, okay? So people who are listening to this outside of Vancouver, there is no market that is crazier than this market. They have some dude set up a fucking March Madness tournament with Twitter personalities and reporters who care about the Vancouver Canucks. Think about that. Think about that. Let me give that guy a round of applause, okay? Daryl, right? Daryl keeping. Okay. Okay. Hey, he threw me on the top 64 solidly at number 64. Thank you, Daryl. Much love. And hey, you know, people, if you're looking to get on, on this Canucks Twitter March Madness thing, Again, yeah, I'm probably at the bottom. I'd say I'm probably number 64 on that list. Think of me like Kelso, though, from that 70s show. Everyone mm -hmm. loves Kelso. He's sexy. He's kind of dumb, yeah. but everyone still loves him. Hope you feel the same way about me. Hey, being greasy fits right in on the show, man. Silky and filthy. That's what we're talking about here. Part of the Nux Misconduct Network. You know, we had one of our commenters on uh, Nux Misconduct. He said that I was silky and you were filthy. Wow. I know, I know. I kind, I kind of think. No, I don't. I don't think there's no race, a uh, racial undertone no, with no. that comment. I think he just, he's, he just heard that episode where I was talking about. Oh yeah, that Whistler story. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay, yeah. I get it. Okay, I get it. This is a hockey show. It's also, it's also a Trevor Beggs and Kyle Bowen show. It's silky and filthy. Welcome, 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 all you Silky Studs, to another episode of Silky and Filthy. I'm Trevor Beggs. He's Kyle Bowen. This show, Silky and Filthy, part of the Nux Misconduct Network. You get four shows, including Silky and Filthy, Puck Talk and Bullshit. You got Sipping on a 40, hosted by Kyle. What's up, Kyle? Not much, just eating a banana. Okay, let me let okay. me finish entering the shows then. Okay. No, 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 no. Whoa, let me talk. Whoa, I can talk okay, okay. while I indulge. Scarf on a banana down your throat? Whoa, geez, you're why nasty. In, why I indulge on a... On a piece of potassium, okay? <laughs> you are filthy, man. I'll give you that. On a piece of potassium. I just got to say, man, I I'm feeling good, man. Second week of February, almost over. Been killing it. I told the people. I told the listeners. I told the ladies, okay? I told the ladies. It's the year for love. It's the decade for love. I'm telling you. Hey. Hey, is that, is that what you're feeling eating a, good, baby. Is that why you're eating a banana right now? Is, uh, is a banana an aphrodisiac for you? What the fuck does that mean? An aphrodisiac? Yeah, what? It's like a, something an that gets you, yeah, it, gets it, you like, horny or something? Yeah, exactly. No, no, the banana, banana doesn't get me horny. <laughs> it, it doesn't get me horny, but um, I'm addicted to bananas right now. You're addicted to bananas? Yeah, I'm addicted to bananas. I've been purchasing bundles of bananas every couple of days. It's just a good snack to have in the studio, okay? Like I said... It's the year for it's the year for love. It's the decade for love. I'm trying to I'm trying to be my best self right now. Been going to the gym for 31 days since 31 January 31 days. Oh man, I'll give you an applause. Right now, there. I'm gonna give myself a round of applause, man. Okay. And yo, 
I lost eight pounds. Nice. Because of these the, bananas. Cutting down the fat. Because of these bananas, bro. Yo, I saw, I didn't even read the article, but I saw something on Twitter and it was like, it was like, yo, like ways to burn fat. Just eat fucking bananas. Are you, you're ready for yeah. some VD, aren't you? What's that? Valentine's Day. Mm, mm-hmm. Or venereal disease. It really depends, uh, you know, what kind of, what kind of okay. scene you're chasing. I'll say this. I'll say this to the ladies, yo. It's, a, it's unfortunate that I won't be participating in Valentine's Day this year. Because, you know, I, I jumped on the wagon of love a bit late. But next year, you never know. And I'll come out strong. Real talk. I've already thought about a lot of things and how I'm going to how I'm gonna maneuver next Valentine's Day and what I'm going to do. It's going to be beautiful. What are you going to do, though, for your for your beautiful wife, man? It better be something nice, oh, bro. Of course, man. I picked out this restaurant. She Ooh. she doesn't know. She doesn't know <laughs> what it is yet. French restaurant, four-course meal. She doesn't listen, so it's all good. I can, I can say this kind of stuff. What, French restaurant? Yeah, en français. See, we play. There's cav- caviar is one of the courses. Okay, another Bro. one, man. <laughs> Yo, I'm proud of you, man. You you, you a romantic dude, and, and I and I love I love Hannah. So if, if you're doing that for her, I'm happy. I'm happy. Yo, this episode is going to be great. Look at the energy. Look at the potassium. Look at the love. Man, oh, man. Hey, it's a week of love. What can I say? It's Valentine's Day. Kyle's eating bananas. The Sedins are having their jerseys retired. There's a lot of love going around in Van City this week. Now, I know we're going to talk about the Sedins a bit more on Sipping on a 40. Go tune into that after to listen to this, of course. But let's get into it here on Silky and Filthy. I got some three tasty takeaways, and then we're going to talk about some of those, some of the most underrated players in the league because, you know, I, I'm not sure what names get thrown around for that anymore. It was Alexander Barkov for like five years in a row. And come on, you can't call Alexander Barkov underrated anymore. Yo, this is... Make any sense. This is why, this is why Trevor, he needs to win a couple rounds. Okay, you go against the grain. Nobody likes to use that term anymore. Underrated. They think it's thrown around way too many times. People are grossed out around that word when it comes to sports and athletes. But it's gonna always be there. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like lists. I, I, it's like top tens. I, I see why people hate it because it's a bit of a buzzword. But come on, man. Like, at the end of the day, yeah. you want to shine some light on guys that aren't getting the love. Exactly, man. And I feel that. I feel that, <laughs> Like <man>. us. <laughs> like us. <laughs> exactly, yo. Where's the love? So anyways, man, hopefully we shed some love on uh, some of the most underrated players in the NHL. Um, and then maybe the love will come back around our way. It is. What February it is. February after all. Oh, uh, well, that too. Yeah. That too. All right. Well, let me, get, let me get into the three tasty takeaways. Do it. Um. The one first thing I want to talk about is abuse of star players. Mm. Now, I talked about Pedersen on the quickie this week. I know you were uh, pretty livid on sipping on a 40, talking about the whole Pedersen situation. Yeah, man. But honestly, I, I, I think in Vancouver, we need to look at it through a bigger lens. And that's just why it's a good topic for this show here on Silky and Filthy. Because it's not just Pedersen that's being abused. It's star players around the NHL. You look at Connor McDavid. I know he just got injured on, on, a, on a bad play, but... Looking at Connor McDavid and Nathan McKinnon, just watch those two play and tell me how many times you see them get like clutched at or grabbed at or hooked at. I feel like hooking and holding in hockey, like it's it's not what it was in, in 2005, 2006. I feel like it's actually creeping back into our game a bit and it's being kind of offset because players are skilled and they're faster. But man, you watch some players like Pedersen and I think he's been under a microscope this week, especially. Mm-hmm. A lot of those players, like, they get hacked at. That's one thing. But it's the, it's the hooking and the holding that we were supposed to get rid of 15 years ago. And it's coming back. It's coming back because those guys like McKinnon and McDavid and Pedersen's, you know, a couple tiers below them. They're just, they're just so unbelievable that all these other bums that weren't bums like a couple years ago are just so frustrated by the fact that they're just getting, they're getting outdone. 
every time this dude is on the ice, and now they're just pissed off, slashing, hooking. It's like it's like when I used to play ball hockey, man. I used to do the same shit to all these crazy ass ball hockey players. You gotta slow them down some way. I get it. I get why they're doing it. Now the refs, they just gotta call more penalties. You know what I'm saying? And you're okay with that, right? Like I'm okay with that because we're talking about Connor McDavid, Nathan McKinnon, Elias Pettersson. We're talking about the fucking superstars, and then everyone has this, this little not not a debate, but they're just so against the violence. That word is such a such a strong word, hot button type of word for the hockey market now because they associate it straight up with like concussions and brain injuries and all all that serious stuff. I get it, but it's still. The violence part is still a big part of the game. And when the refs don't do what they should do to protect the stars, that has people like me going like, yo, we need players on this team to beat people up when they go after Pedersen. Real talk. You need people like Cassian to go fully berserk for when McDavid gets hit. You know what I'm saying? Like That's yeah. why. Because the refs, I, don't, I maybe... I wonder why the refs don't call penalties all the time when they see a penalty. That's the biggest problem. It has bro. to be coming from the NHL up above because I, I just wonder, you know, there's always been this mentality in hockey that guys got to, you know, play through the pain and, and, and play through the bullshit. And that's what they rise above the occasion. And, and that's why they're so great. But at the same time, it's, it's, it's taken away from them. Like there's mm-hmm. like, like big David and Pedersen and, and McKinnon, like their skill is the speed and the dangles. If you're too fucking slow to keep up with these exactly. guys, why why should they be punished for their skill? And again, you know, I, I just want to I just want to phrase that that Trevor and I are not against these players like never being touched or being untouchable. It's hockey. They're playing the sport. It's going to be physical. Yeah, but hockey's, hockey's we're a violent seeing, game. We're, we're actually seeing somewhat like cheap shots. You know what I'm saying? Like these dudes who are getting schooled by a McDavid or a Pedersen. They're just they're just running them late, slashing them late, getting pissed off late. It's it, it, that's not part of the game. That that's that's bullshit, especially to the stars, yo. We're talking about the stars, man. Yo, when that Elias Pedersen shit happened, who's that dude that hit him? Tell me his name right now. Who's that dude? Matt Grizzlick. Grizzlick. Okay, you know what? He sounds kind of scary. Not gonna lie. Yeah, he look. You no, know, if I saw that guy on the streets, Did you see his last name, man. I I, I, I wouldn't beat him up because I couldn't, and I'd probably be scared. But I'd say something, you know. Hey, next time you touch Pedersen, watch out, buddy. That shit got me pissed off, man. Straight the fuck up, man. That was so late. He ended up missing a game. It wasn't fair. It wasn't nice. We're talking about one of the stars. The stars in the NHL. And, and let's be real. If Pedersen's out of the lineup, the Canucks, they're the Canucks of, of last year or the year before when it comes to the standings. You know what I'm saying? So... You can understand the frustration and the amount of the amount of want that someone like me wants of again violence to enter back in the game. I know it's such a strong word, but yo, once Pedersen gets hit, it's like who the fuck is coming off the bench to find this Matt Grizzly dude and beat him the fuck up? Real talk. Real talk. You weren't allowed to touch Pedersen. And if there's no penalty, which is the fuck that's the thing that gets the whole thing started. Oh, man. Call those penalties, Russ. What the fuck are you doing? You get paid to do one thing. Blow the damn whistle. Yeah, I think Russ and Hawk here, are, they are a little bit whistle shy. I think they don't mm. want to impact the game. And I guess the mentality, too, is also that, you know, you think that, you know, if there's 10, 11 power plays for one team in a game, it's going to fucking slow down the game. 
But at the same time, like that's that's true. But you still got you got to follow the rules. You can't just bend the rules because oh, you don't want to have sixty minutes of power play time. I'd rather see sixty minutes of power play time in a game than have these fucking guys running around and having their skills diminished. And let's be real, okay? If Grizzly gets a call there. And it cost him a goal or the momentum shifts. Like, you think he's going to do that stupid shit again? Because, again, we're talking about the stupid shit. The shit that's unnecessary. We're not talking about when Pedersen has the puck and he gets crushed cleanly. That's just part of the game. We're talking about guys like McDavid, McKinnon just getting abused when they're not even close to the puck. It, it, it is what it is, man. It is what it is. Yeah, Let's call those penalties, refs. Let's go, man. The playoffs are coming up. Come on. Come on. And again, in the playoffs, the refs like to put their whistles away exactly. even more. So I, I like to see them start getting in the habit now. I mean. Yo, do you, we sound like babies? No, because that's why I wanted to talk about not just Pedersen, but like the rest of the players in the game. Because this is happening to McDavid all the time. It happens more to McDavid than it does Pedersen. Watch the Oilers play. You'll see it. Even happened to Gaudreau a couple years ago, too. There you go. Exactly. So I know the refs yeah. got to call these penalties. 60 minutes of power play time. Silky and filthy. We're advocating for it, right? You advocating for it? If that's what it takes. Just don't touch Pedersen. Yo, Matt, Grizzly, if you're fucking <laughs> listening to this, bro, I just finished the whole banana. I'm feeling I'm feeling full of potassium. Again, 31 days in the gym. If I see you on the streets, bro, I'm saying something to you, okay? I'm not going to touch you, but I'm going to say something to you. Don't touch Vancouver's prized possession, okay? Don't touch the dude who made this city fall in love again with hockey. Don't. You're not allowed. Fuck you. I don't mean that, you know, you're, you have a pretty scary name, but you know what I'm saying? Just don't touch him. Jeez, go. <laughs> Kyle ate the banana, man. Unbelievable. Whoop! Whoop! Holy shit, man. Was there some cocaine in that banana? Yo, I don't What's know, but I'm on? telling you, man, this shit's you like crap. These bananas, yo, if anyone is listening to this and you're trying to change your fucking life for the better, eat bananas. You, you want to know a funny story? Well, okay, you know what? We got to play this right now. Hey, there's a bullshit. <laughs> you won't believe this. But I started eating bananas around the age of, of 20, 21. And prior to that, this is, I swear on my life, ask my parents, okay? And bananas are a huge thing. As, as a Findian, bananas are everywhere, okay? You go to prayers, they're feeding you bananas. You, you're force-fed to eat a banana. Anyways, when I was younger, I had my first banana. I just remember, like, it's just the weirdest thing in your mouth. Like, the texture, all that stuff, I was just grossed out. So I didn't touch a banana for, like, I swear to you, like 15 years. I avoided bananas. Now, in smoothies and stuff like that, I could tolerate it, but, like, what we're looking at right here, a fucking banana, this would be impossible to, to, to see me eat a banana. But something happened a couple years ago where I was like, yo, I fuck with this. Maybe maybe it's because I was going to the gym, you know? Maybe go to the gym. Maybe you were dabbling with the herb. Who knows, man? Fair enough. <laughs> maybe. Bro, you probably... So I'm here for you, man. I'm here <laughs> you for you. You fucking smart. I smoked my first blunt, and then you get <laughs> munched out, and I probably was trying to eat everything. And I was like, oh, shit, this banana's pretty good. And it was like the last thing in your house, too, there I bet. You're you like, go. oh, fuck, I've you eaten all the food. You a smart guy. You a smart guy. Okay, let's get back to hockey. <laughs> oh, wow, that was a, well, that's a foghorn right there, man. There you go. We got to tell the people. Puck talking bullshit. Trevor Beggs, Kyle Bounds, Silky and Filthy, Nux Misconduct Network. What's number two, man? Okay, number two on the list. What happened to the Vegas Golden Knights? That's my that's my takeaway here because I keep expecting these guys to break out. I keep expecting them to run away with the division. <laughs> like they go into Florida, they blow the Panthers out 7-2. And the next thing you know, they put up a 4-0 stinker against the Wild. They lose in a shootout. They're barely clicking onto a wild card spot. This team should be way better than they are. And I just wonder, again, I was in Australia when they fired Gallant. It was probably an owner instant reaction. I feel like this team should be way fucking better than they actually are. 
Yes. Are they are they just shitting the bed? Like people are talking about, oh, their defense isn't the same. They they need some help on defense. Bro, the only person they lost was Colin Miller. I'm thinking <laughs> it's the same defense. Okay, again, I'm not I'm not big on fancy stats, but they were they were darlings even when Gallant got fired. I, I think what's happened now is that room is just is just pissed off, you know? They're mad at the management for pulling the plug early, for giving up early on the process, and they're kind of lost. I mean, that's a big deal. When you're playing well and you've had two successful years back-to-back, we're talking Stanley Cup Finals and you should have beat the San Jose Sharks last year in the first round. And again, th- th- this team's what? An expansion team still pretty much, okay? that that The makeup of that team is still... It still shouldn't be doing what, they, they, what they've been doing. So they get, get into this season and, and the wins aren't coming their way because they they're not getting the goaltending. But all the fancy stats, everyone's saying that, no, these guys were about to turn it around. Their coach gets fired. That just tells you that ownership and management don't believe don't believe in the process. And maybe they're just a little a little pissed off at that. Like they felt like they got the short end of the stick and now they got this new guy coaching them. And, and Gallant looked like a dude who, who everyone loved, a fiery individual who people would back up. And I don't know, maybe, maybe that's what it is. It, it is a surprise. We're talking about the Pacific Division and how Vegas should have been running away with this thing. I mean, if you look at all the teams... Yo, the Pacific Division, like I don't know, I don't know what other word to use other than, other than like trash, <laughs> real talk. <laughs> and I'm from Vancouver, and you know, it, it, I'm so happy for my people, my city, that they're gonna be, you know, they're on the verge of like pretty much for sure watching playoff hockey because the Pacific Division is so weak, and the Canucks have good goaltending, blah blah blah. But yo, everyone is getting. A lot of help from the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, it's it's a flimsy division for yeah. sure. I'm gonna use the word flimsy for the flimsy, Pacific. Flimsy. You, it's wide open, man. There's no one who's got who's got the stiff uprising. There's no one. There's no one who's sticking up for the division. There's no one who's running away with it. Stiff and flimsy, man. <laughs> stiff and flimsy. I use them both <laughs> in the same sentence, man. There should be. <laughs> That's st- great. You should be stiff. You should be stiff, but you're flimsy. Yeah. Uh, Silky and filthy. This that- episode is brought to you by Cialis. One Go day, ask man. Your doctor. I hope that we get you know one day get a dick pill uh, to sponsor us. That makes sense. I was always wondering when I was listening to other podcasts, and it's like, why the fuck are there just dick pills being being like shoved down our ears after every like thirty minutes? But I get it because the demo is just all dudes, you know. <laughs> so, hey, take this dick pill. It's for your girlfriend. You know what? I, it's funny because sometimes if I'm boning and I'm late to something, like every time I always think like Cialis, ask your doctor. <laughs> I'm like, sorry, I'm late. <laughs> why are you guys late? And I'm like, well, I can't. Those can't, commercials I can't Cialis, were the but, best, know. bro. Like, watching that with my pops yeah. and stuff at, like, 10, 11, <laughs> he must have been just laughing his ass off. Second period of the hockey game, and uh, you're, you're, you're with your folks, and they're just trying not to fucking laugh. What's the uh, Viagra? Is it Viagra? Viagra? Yeah, Did yeah. I say Viagra? Viagra. It was like, good morning. Good, good morning. morning. It's, it's great, great to stay up late. Good morning. Good morning to you. And it's just a dude who just, like, had a great night of sex. He's yeah, dancing exactly. around his house. And then they and then they play the Maxwell House commercial after that, and you're like, <laughs> our house. In the middle of a street. Huh? That's that's good. That's good placement. Yeah, exactly, man. That's what you got to do sometimes, you know. Okay, Vegas, Vegas, Vegas. Uh, do they do they bounce back? Like, it's so tight that they can they can squeak in and be the best team in the Pacific and find their way back into the Final Four. I've been believing but, in them for the longest time. I know. Like, that's like they're, the thing. They're top ten in shots on goal. They're top ten on in shots against. In terms of like allowing not that many shots. Like, they have a low shooting percentage. Like, I just think they're going to figure it out. But, fuck, they just, <laughs> they're taking a long time to get it together, man. They're still, like, I, I wouldn't want, like, out of all the teams in the Pacific, they're probably the team I'd, I'd least like to face if I was the Canucks. Maybe. But man, I don't know. Yo, 
maybe they're finally, you know, playing like an expansion team. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> With the Pacioretties and the Stastnys and whatnot, you know? Yeah. Maybe. I also wonder maybe. about... Maybe. It's goaltending. Let, let's be real. That's the, that's the truth. I mean, we see this happen all the time. When you don't... When your goaltender takes a little step back or a big step back, however you want to say it, just that step back in general, everything changes, bro. It, it, imagine if Markstrom took a step back next year. Real talk. Hey, <laughs> real talk, bro. It would be so, 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 so bad. So so maybe it it is just that, man. Maybe it is. Yeah, we'll see about Vegas. I mean, they still play the last game of the season. It's going to be an absolute beauty. Sunday or Sunday. It's Saturday, April 4th, game 82. I do wonder if someone's going to be on the line in that game. I always looked at, again, going into the season, Vegas would be the team at the top of the Pacific. The Canucks would be just trying to battle in to get in a wild card spot. Things could be different, though. Things could actually be different this time around. Again, the Canucks play the Arizona Coyotes on Thursday, April 2nd. That could be an even bigger game. Because they are, um, you know, still fighting for that wild card spot right now. But I don't know, man. It, it kind of looks like right now, Vegas and Arizona could be battling it out. Well, maybe Vancouver's riding the top of the division. I don't know. Still a lot to be said. But, uh, man, like when I look at a team like Vancouver, that defense is still so weak. They give up so much. But, yeah, it all comes down to goaltending. And right now, if the Canucks can outscore a team like Vegas... And defense might not matter because if the goaltending, the Canucks have the great goaltending and Vegas has the shit goaltending. Dude, then, honestly, if the Canucks play Vegas, they're getting, they're not getting swept, but they're getting beaten five games. Canucks can't play in Vegas. They can't. They can't. They can't, man. It, maybe they can when it comes like to April and the playoffs are about and like, yo, know, everything is super, super serious and everyone is watching. But man, we've seen this team in Vegas, man. I'm not saying they have a lot of fun in Vegas, but, but, but the boys from our city... When they get to Nevada, they're doing something, man. That's all I'm saying because they they suck in Vegas. Let's be real, bro. <laughs> Let's be real, bro. Yeah. The Again, Ve playoffs are a different story. Maybe you take your life a little bit more seriously. But, man, I, like, like I said, man, if I was making a couple million dollars and I was on the road with my boys during a work trip and one of the stops was Vegas, real story, my whole family is going to Vegas in June. I denied. I'm like, I'm not going. It's not because I hate my family. I fucking love my family. <laughs> it's because I, I really don't want to go to Vegas. Like, Vegas is, for me personally, that shit puts me back, bro. You go to Vegas for a weekend, I'm out, I'm out for a, like a month, bro. <laughs> Shit's crazy. You're too, old, you're too old for this now, Not even eh? too old. I just, I guess I don't know how to like, control myself. Have you been to Vegas? You've been to yeah, Vegas. I, You've I, been I've everywhere. Been, yeah, I've been to Vegas. As yeah. a 21-year-old, like post-21? Yeah, yeah. I, I was 22, yeah. <laughs> Dude, so the last time I went to Vegas, I, I me and my homie, we won like a thousand dollars during a slot machine that night. That day, it was it was like ten o'clock in the morning, bro. Yo, we got so messed up. I went I went to bed around two p.m. Woke up at eleven, and it was just like the trip's over. I was just mangled, bro. I, I did some shopping too, like by myself. I don't even know what the fuck happened. That was a crazy night. Shout out to Vegas. Wow, you went out, you won a thousand bucks. Went to bed at two p.m. and did some shopping, man. I went to okay. So what happened wow. was in the morning we won a thousand dollars, and then it was a pool party. We went to the pool party, and the rest is like. I ain't know what to say, man. What's number three, bro? All right, number three on the list. I, I look, we're we'll probably talk a little bit more trade deadline next week. Uh, I don't think it's going to be that exciting, but there was a, a decent trade earlier this week when the Minnesota Wild finally traded Jason Zucker. Seems mm -hmm. like they've been trying to get rid of this guy for a long time. I don't know what they get against him if it's the last name. He's always last on the fucking list mm -hmm. when you go alphabetically. But um, this guy finally makes it to Pittsburgh. 
And I think there's two takeaways here. It's look, look at this, man. It's a takeaway inside of a takeaway. Get it? Does that blow your mind or what, Whoa. man? Whoa. Whoa. Holy Whoa. shit. Wait, 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 wait. What? Takeaway inside of a takeaway. Look, two things here. Alex Galchenyuk, has any player in the NHL fallen further from grace in that age category other than Alex Galchenyuk? Like, that whole 2012 draft is fucked. I don't mean, I think Philip Forsberg is probably the best player. He was 11th overall or whatever it was. Thomas Hurdle was from that draft too, maybe. But um, regardless, it's Alex Galchenyuk. He's on his fourth team in the last two years. I mean, he, he was a four, he was a thirty goal scorer in Montreal when the Max Domi trade happened. I think a lot of people were shitting on Alex Galchenyuk. Oh, facts, man. And like, man, is this guy gonna be in the KHL in like two years from now? <laughs> like, probably, man. He's a floater. I, I hope that all is well. Like, I don't know. I don't know what happened to the dude, man. He has all the tools. He has the name too. Let's be let's Galchenyuk, be real. Galchenyuk, dude, great Galchenyuk, name. The one of the greatest names in the league right now, Galchenyuk. You just sound like a fucking stud. I thought this guy was going to be a number one center in Montreal, yeah. too. And, and I, I personally, I try to pay a closer tab on the Canadians. I never understood why they wanted to give him the shot at center. Mm -hmm. um, but obviously, it was maybe it's showing through now. Because he was a good player in Montreal. It's it's fallen off the wheels ever since he left. Yeah, man. It's uh, it's one of those things, man. He's still so young. You, you hope that he turns it around. You never want to see a dude. Like, being in Vancouver, we have no connection with Alexander Galchenik. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I just hope that this dude just picks it up. Figures it out. He's been traded so many times. I mean, the next time he gets moved, it's going to be via waivers. Let's be real. I mean, that's which the next crazy, thing. crazy, man. I know, it's crazy. So so Pittsburgh gets Zucker, which I really fuck with, to be honest, man. Like, if you have Malkin and Crosby, it doesn't matter how old they are. For that organization to be like, you know what? Fuck the future. Let's continue to fuck the future because the future is going to be now till Malkin and Crosby retire. That's uh, That's paying back dividends to what those two have done for the franchise. Yo, real talk. That's a good organization right there, man. Yeah, that straight is. up. And, and maybe I should give a shout out because uh, to Brian Russ, he he wasn't on my list of uh, underrated players in the game, but he really should be because his points per game right now, he's like top thirty in the league. He's got more points than some of the guys in the list. The only reason I didn't include him is because when I watch him, I still just feel like he's burying most of Malkin's feeds. Mm. But man, this guy is—he's over a point a game. Brian fucking Rust. Yo, but look Gino. at this team, man. Like Gino going into the playoffs. You got Chris Letang, one of the beauties of the decade. I mean, come yeah. on, look at that. Crazy. But then you have Brian Rust, Jake Gensel, Evgeny Malkin, Sidney Crosby, Jason Zucker. Gensel's out for the whole year, I think. I think he's coming back for playoffs. Oh, good. Bro. I think he's got a couple. He was out for a few months, but I think he's, they're saying he should be back. You know what's playoffs. so great about this trade? And I'm not even, I'm not even going to mention Rust in this little in this little segment. But on one line, they'll have Gensel with Crosby, and then, then they'll have Zucker. With Malkin and those guys love playing with guys like Kensel and Zucker. Yeah. And you could argue that whatever you want to call a, a player like a Gensel or Zucker, like a grinder, a finesse grinder, or whatever you want to say, they probably have two of the best in that category on their team. Yeah, exactly. And Gensel and Zucker. Yo, Gensel's an amazing player, bro. And Zucker, obviously being a little overshadowed being in Minnesota, but the dude is a hustler, bro. A hustler. Always hard to play against, and now he's playing with. He's either going to be playing with Crosby or Malkin. That's that's ridiculous, man. Good for him. Yeah. You get out of Minnesota. Go to Pittsburgh. And again, man, what a great organization, man. What a great organization. They have balls, bro. They have balls. Who, who do you like coming out of the East right now? Because there, there are some serious Washington. contenders. You like Washington and best You know, still? it's going to be yeah. great for the NHL to have Washington and Pittsburgh face off again in the playoffs. Well, I think we all thought it was going to happen last year. And then yeah. Carolina and yeah. the Islanders upset them, right? Yeah, it's going to be great, man. It's going to be great. And it's... It's much Crosby watch TV. versus Ovechkin this time, it holds so much weight based on the debate. That I've been bringing up. No, legit. <laughs> it's going to come up again. I can't wait for it, but we've been talking about that for weeks. We'll get to it when 
when we have to cross that bridge. All right. Well, let's uh, let's cross the bridge over onto the other side of our episode because we got to take a break, man. Okay. We gotta, we okay. got we got to get paid. Um, I'm not sure if that helps with getting laid, but I like saying the two in the same sentence. Anyways, hey it's man, mad. if we start getting paid via dick pill commercials, hey, there we go. <laughs> there you go, man. You're listening to Silky and Filthy with Trevor Beggs and Kyle Bowen. We'll be right back. You are back on Silky and Filthy. What? I'm Trevor Beggs. He's Kyle Bowen. How do you, how do you like it, man? How do you like my Quagmire impression? You, you should always open, like, after, after the break, you should open up a giggity, giggity, giggity. You know? <laughs> hey, 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 Kyle, you 18 yet? Hey. <laughs> Even, no? Even better. All right. Yo, bro, man. Nah, this is an off-the-record conversation. I'm just reading that Anthony Kiedis book, and I just read something, and I was like, whoa, <laughs> whoa. Crazy, bro. Yeah, crazy. All right. Well, speaking of crazy, man, I gotta, I gotta tell you this story. This is, uh, we, we got another meanwhile in Canada coming at you. Um, I might try to make this a theme on the show. You know, in the states, how they always make fun of Florida. All the crazy stories seem to come out of Florida. In Canada, I'd be down to do that to Quebec because there's, <laughs> there's all the crazy shit going out of Quebec. So, uh, anyways, we'll we'll get into it. Meanwhile, in Canada, with the crazy drunk Quebecois, uh, getting into some shit. So here we go. Meanwhile, in Canada. Each day, a busy beaver can shift 10 times its own body weight. Alrighty then. I grew up in Canada. I have not been around someone who wasn't high on pot for the past 15 years. Nancy, please don't trip on me, baby, okay? Did we get her done? Well, that depends. Can you go fuck yourself? Do I look Canadian? We did it because we love our country and not for any other reason, no other reason. They can throw the money uh, for the pension fund out the window, they can throw anything they want out the window. We came because we love Canada. We sure do love Canada here. We on do. Silvia we do. Philly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we do. Uh, I'm not sure how much the man in this story is loving life, but <laughs> let me read you this headline. Okay. Quebec driver jumps in river to avoid breathalyzer. What? Tagline. <laughs> he also stole a pair of firefighters' pants. What? <laughs> in, like, all... And doing all of this? Yeah, all in the same day. So getting pulled over. Oh, like, what? so what happened? He got pulled over. Did he get pulled over by a firefighter? No, here you Let me read you the story. It'll <laughs> Yo, make, it'll make more sense. Man. So the Quebec man, police say he jumped in a river when officers tried to give him a breathalyzer test. So basically, this 29-year-old dude was pulled over on a Sunday morning. You know, just a nice Sunday morning. Probably, yeah. probably had a wild night. Yeah. Just cruising. Yeah. Apparently, he got pulled over, though, for cutting off a patrol vehicle. Dumbass. Maybe he just had to fucking chuck up and he just... Or maybe was, he was drunk. <laughs> or maybe he was drunk. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, so anyways, he gets pulled over, and then they're about to give him a breathalyzer, and he j- gets out of his car, <laughs> runs, and jumps into a river, and gets away. What? <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. What? Are you serious? Yeah, what do you he, mean he gets away? He gets away. So they were, he was found several hours later, spotted walking down the road wearing wet clothes that included a stolen pair of firefighters' pants. Bro, I'm putting the pieces together. Been reading a ton of books. Ladies been reading a ton of books. I- I'm saying this happened, okay? He cuts off a police officer after a night of partying. He obviously knows he has some alcohol in his system. The breathalyzer's coming out. This dude's like, fuck it. 
I'm gonna jump over this, jump off this bridge into the water and swim to my escape. While he's on his escape and on the run, he finds a firefighter somewhere, somewhere on the road. He beats him up and takes his clothes. He takes his clothes because, you know, he doesn't want to be discovered. He wants to get away. He wants to fulfill his mission. That's incredible, bro. I don't want to run the applause for this dude because (laughs) the dude was driving drunk. But you want to run the applause for the escape. Yes, I do. (laughs) Hey. Nobody got hurt, right? No, nobody got hurt. Okay. No. That's that's crazy, man. That's almost on some, uh, what's that dude's name? Uh, Ted Bundy? Ted Bundy. I was thinking more of the guy from Catch Me If You Can. I can't remember I've who Leo DiCaprio played. Oh, great movie. Was Appar- it? Apparently, like, it's it's based on a real life, a real guy who, again, he was practicing fraud from, like, the age of 16. And, Damn. Um, he was evading the police, like, for years internationally. And oh, so, like, shit. you watch the movie, and you're like, this is crazy. And then... You start reading into the guy's background, and it was actually even crazier. So go check out Catch Me If You Can. And I, <laughs> this I'm dude's sorry, probably that dude. No, this guy, this guy's too stupid, man. Okay, what's this guy's name? <laughs> uh, they, didn't, they didn't release it. They didn't release it. Incredible, man. Yeah. Quebec? Yeah, they, they have characters, man. They do. Anyways, that, dude, that dude in that cat documentary, he's from there too, right? Have you seen that? Yeah. Um, don't fuck yeah. with my cat. Or? Magnata, yeah, that's some crazy yeah, shit, Yeah, that dude, man. Holy. Conversation for another day, man. Yeah, seriously. Did you watch that by yourself? I know you love to watch these, uh, yes. these, these intense documentaries I, by yourself. But, you know, this is how I did it this time, okay? I remember where I was. It was in December. Christmas music, you know, playing in the background. So it created that little balance that I needed, okay? It was feeling jolly outside of my room. But I was in my room watching this spooky ass, spooky ass three part series from that dude in Quebec. Do you, do you really want to compare Quebec to Florida? Why not? Fuck it. Yeah, dude. Of course. Why not? I'm down. Vancouver. They don't have They're no crazy weird. people, right? They're both weird as hell. They haven't, Canucks haven't been in the playoffs in a long time. They don't know crazy people anymore. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Meanwhile, Canada, yo, we got to get a sponsor. Hey, you see, uh, you see the dude, uh, Vasic Pop- Popsicle. <laughs> <laughs> He's from Vancouver. You can't get his name right. Okay, let me guess it. Let me try. Okay, one more time. Vasic. Yeah. Popasil. No. Pop- <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Vasic Popsasil. Vasic pops a boner. <laughs> Popsicle. What? <laughs> Anyways, this dude, a professional tennis player from Vancouver. I heard he's having a pretty good 2020 after battling a ton of injury, and he's. I may be paraphrasing here, but he's crediting some of his, some of his success to to embodying being a a full bred Canadian and, and chugging maple syrup. Really nice. I think he's doing that. You know how people or athletes will take their Gatorade or their BCAAs. He's like, "Fuck it, I'll get my carbohydrates from from maple syrup." Yo, I'd be down for a maple syrup sponsor on the show. That's what I'd I'm be saying. Down to, I'd be down to chug some maple syrup, dude. Let's do Yo, it. Maybe that's what we should start doing for this segment. I'll, bring, I'll bring the syrup. No, we won't chug it. We'll just sip it. Okay, you know? yeah, yeah, that's good. Because maple syrup is expensive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we have to get shit. the real shit. Yeah, no Aunt Jemima. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, we love you, Aunt Jemima, but, but not as much as real maple syrup. Yeah, man, real maple um, syrup. By the way, it's Vasic Pospisil. That was close. Popsicil. Yeah, there's a there's an S before Pospisil. 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 Yo, that'd be cool. We should try getting Vasic on. Yeah, dude, he'd be awesome. He's, he, he would. Apparently, he just upset Daniil Medvedev. In the tennis Rotterdam talk, opener. Talk, yeah, talk. so um, good, good job. Filthy. Good job, Vasic Pospisil. <laughs> All right. An underrated name. Let's get, let's get to this list of underrated players. Let's you know it, what? I, I wouldn't mind revisiting this in the offseason. Um, maybe when I've had a little more time to analyze. But I just I kind of wanted to throw together a list of underrated players. Just thinking about, like, who are the underrated players in the game today? Go through it. Go through it. And again, I fuck with Trevor, man. Trevor, again, this is why he needs to be 
You need to be winning rounds in March based on the amount of balls this dude has, okay? We're a growing podcast. We're reinventing the game, yet this dude decides to to do that thing that nobody nobody like likes anymore. They say they don't like. They say they don't like it. They say that they don't like the term underrated. They love it. Sports fans love this stuff. You don't give a fuck what people say. I fuck with Trevor, man. Run a round of applause. Let's get to this damn list. Most underrated players, underrated, 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 underrated players in the NHL right now. Yeah, that didn't skip. Kyle just said that six times in a yeah, row. But there you uh, go. okay, I'm gonna get the first one. Philip Deneau in Montreal. And I mean, if you're in Montreal, you don't think this guy's underrated. He's playing 19 minutes a night. He's been good 40 for points in 58 games. Yeah, exactly. Good for him. He good got for some him. Selkie love last year, seventh in Selkie vote and voting. But I think Montreal's been searching for that number one center for so long. And I don't want to say Philip Deneau is the guy. Because you don't really think of him as, as a number one center. Um, and, and he actually, he, you know, he has been playing some wing in Montreal. But at the end of the day, man, this guy's a great 200 foot forward and he's putting up points. So um, good for him. If they had a number one center in Montreal and that wasn't Philip Deneau, if Philip Deneau could slide to a number two, that's the ideal spot for him. But at the same time, man, like, he's just a great player in Montreal. Really solid player, smart, both ends of the ice. Um, what was, I can't remember what that trade was when he went to Chicago. Um, or sorry, when, when he went from Chicago to Montreal, Montreal, can't remember what, what that Andrew tri- Shaw. No, uh, was that the no, end? probably not? Yeah, I can't remember. It could have been, yeah, it's all good. Anyways, he's been killing this year in Montreal. I actually went down with injury, uh, on Tuesday when I was watching the Habs and Coyotes game. Yeah, I'm a hockey nut, man. I was watching Habs and Coyotes. Don't judge me, man. I'm uh, not judging. Okay, but thanks, man. I, I appreciate do you think, that. Do you think, yeah? So, by the way, the, the trade he was traded from Chicago with a second round pick. For Dale Weiss and Thomas Fleischman. <laughs> Motherfucking Dale Weiss, man. Oh, man. You no, on this was, list or what? No, he's... Is he, is he, yeah, no, he, he played some NHL games this season, I think, He's in the actually. Flyers organization, I believe. No, he's, he's back with Montreal, dude. Oh, is he? He's been with Montreal for a couple of years now. Fair enough, fair enough. Shout out to Dale. The, Dan, the Danish Gretzky. Okay, okay. I'm going to get to another one here. Uh, I'm going Mika Zibanejad. Maybe not quite underrated anymore. But I don't know. He's underappreciated. For a little sure, underappreciated because like, he's so good. Yeah, he's amazing. He's yes. an amazing player, and I think you know the the Panarin thing overshadows him a bit in New York. He's also overshadowed because he went from you know an Ottawa team that's not often talked about to a New York team that was kind of on a downhill turn. But man, he's taken his game to another level the past two seasons. Seventy four points in eighty two games last year. Forty nine points in forty two games this year. The dude has been unreal. He's a yes. legit number one center in the Ooh, NHL. A legit okay, number okay, one I like it. I like it. Call him what he what he is, man. He's been a good player for a while. What a ripoff! If you, if you want to talk about bad trades, Derek Brassard for Mika Zibanejad, right? Yeah, that was even at the oh, time man. it didn't even I, make sense. Yeah, I was I wasn't a fan of it at the time dude, at all. Zibanejad, I'm saying that right, right? Yeah, yeah. Great player, great player. He, he yo, he shows glimpses of being electrified. Yeah, he really does. He does. He does. He carries the play. He he's what's that? What's that cool term the fancy people like to use? He's a play driver. A play driver, play right? Play driver. He's I a like motherfucking it. I play like driver. It. Mika, and he's a DJ too. Yeah, so he's, a DJ. he's cool. Oh, there we go. A little international. Mika, Mika. Little international EDM. Let's go, Mika. Okay. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, I'm going uh, to number three on the list. Uh, Oliver Bjorkstrand in Columbus again. Columbus. You know, they've been playing fucking well. And you got to give John Tortorella some credit there. You also have to give some of the guys some credit who are actually putting the puck in the net for this team. Because, like, really, if you ask the average hockey fan who's on this team, like, they don't know anyone. Maybe, maybe, maybe Seth Jones? Seth Jones. Um, this, um, <laughs> do you know who's on this team other than that? <laughs> Seth Jones, Wierenski, Corpusalo, 
Elvis Merzlikens. Yeah, you can't forget Merzlikens. Um, they still have. Did they still have Cam Atkinson? Yeah, they still have him. They do. They Cam- don't have Matt Calvert anymore. They don't have him anymore, right? Yeah, Calvert's in Colorado. I, I sometimes got those two confused, but Atkinson's a way better player. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who else? Who else? Why am I just? Oh, Boone Jenner, Josh Anderson. Yep. Um, Great job. Oh, man. D- David Savard. Yep. Um, Mur- uh, Ryan Murray. Wow, you're really killing it, man. Good for you. Um, who? who fuck, who man. Who's their best forward? And, you haven't named okay. him yet. Oh, shit. <laughs> Put you to the test, yeah. man. I'm silky and filthy. Put me to the test, man. I got to get better at this shit. Who's their best forward? I, I didn't name him yet. He, he's not T. Oh, uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois. There we go, buddy. Pierre-Luc That's Dubois. not bad. I, I named like half the team. <laughs> you did before exactly, you got to Pierre-Luc. Bro. Come on, not ladies, bad. hockey ladies. <laughs> I know my shit, baby. Okay, he ate okay. the banana. He knows his shit. That's I Kyle know Bowen. my shit. Okay, uh, Oliver Bjorkstrand. He has 18 goals in 44 games. That's leading the team, and he's you know he's missing a chunk of games because a lot of the teams play 57. So Bjorkstrand, you know, he's sniping it. He's doing his thing. I think he should get some love, man. He's been kind of buried on that team, but uh, now he's getting his chance to shine. Good for him. And yo, to be honest, I thought he was a bust. Yeah, well, he's 24, and this is yeah. really. I think this has really been his breakthrough season. He's yeah, kind of been like uh, he hasn't like. He hasn't had over 40 points in the season, um, but this year looks like he's finally about to smash that total. Let's smash the next one on this list, man. I'm going to Arizona. The Coyotes, perhaps playoff bound because of Connor Garland. Yeah, this dude's incredible. Yeah, it's like, who who knew about this guy, man? He kind of came out of nowhere last year. Fifth round pick in 2015. Um, man, there's some some good late round picks. You, know, remi- you need those. He, he reminds me of Alex Burroughs, and he, he's better than he Burroughs. Yeah. He, he's better than Burroughs because... He doesn't, whoa, like, whoa, no, whoa, no, real whoa. talk, because Burroughs, yo, he played with two Art Ross winners. Let's be real, okay? Let's be oh. real. No, I'm, I'm, Burroughs is good. I'm just saying okay, this guy's okay. Connor Garland. He, he's on his way being better, bro. He's on pace for 30 goals this year. He was good last year, too. He's a fucking warrior. But they yeah. just kind of remind me of each other. They, they play any way that you want him to play, and he'll find a way to put up some offense. That's what separates those tryhards. Like, you, you got to respect the tryhards. You really do. And they will find a way to play a role on your roster. But those tryhards who score goals, those motherfuckers, they special, bro. They real special. Shout out to that dude. Connor, I got mad love for Connor. Shout out to all the Connors in the world, yo. Yeah, a bit of a hard-nosed player, too. Super fast. Got to love his speed. He is also playing. I mean, he's earned it, but he's playing with guys at Taylor Hall right now. Um, pretty good spot for Connor Garland to be in. And you can tell by his ice time even. You know, he's at, he's at 14 minutes average ice time this season. But over the past 13 games, you got 11 points and 17 minutes of ice time a game. Not bad. Not bad. Okay, Facts. next one. I'm going Robert Thomas in St. Louis. Again, good player. this guy won the Stanley Cup last year. Fast but, player. Yeah, he's... And you know what? He's had to take a bigger role. And he's only 20 years old, dude. This guy's only 20 years old. He's got 33 points in 52 games. Kind of a forgotten member of that team. I think St. Louis is full of underrated guys. We kind of got to know them last season. You know, Perron, Schwartz, um, Shen even. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Ryan O'Reilly is kind of the leader there. But yeah, t- Robert Thomas is a guy who's had to kind of take a bit of an elevated, elevated role this season. And it's funny. He's got the exact same stat line as last year. Last year, he finished with nine goals, 33 points. Um, this year he's got the same thing, nine goals, 33 points, but in 52 games instead of 70. So yeah, um, man. big S- season for him. St. Louis, the way that they're playing and they've been playing for over a year with that cup in hand, they're going to need players like Robert Thomas to, to take over. Yeah. Real talk. And I mean, they're going to be in, in a bit of trouble, I think going into next season. I mean, they don't even have Peter Angelo signed. So guys like Robert Thomas, all these guys, they just got to, they got to excel, man. 
Yeah, no, you're totally right about that, man. And uh, I guess before we get to the next player, just thoughts and condolences to Jay Bowmeister. Scary fucking Real incident. Talk. Real talk, um, man. You know, the guy's had a, an amazing career. I'm glad he yep. finally got that cup that season. He's got, the guy I was happiest for last year, actually. You want to talk about underrated? In a sense, did he live up to where he was taken? I would say so. It's been a long career. Is he's like, At the time when he got drafted, I just remember this aura being around Jay Bomeister again. So I don't know if he completely lived up to that, but we're talking about what, like 17, 18 years in the NHL. That's crazy already. The majority of that, well, maybe not the majority, but the, a lot of that was with Florida, a team that, that fucking sucked. Real talk. Then with the Calgary, St. Louis, whatnot. And I, I just feel like towards the end of his career, he, sh- you know, we, we should appreciate like what he's done. He's kind of reinvented himself, which is hard to do in any profession. When you've been doing something for so long and being so good at it or being one of the best in your profession, then you kind of have to change up the way you play, the way you do business, and still, in a sense, excel at it. You got to give the man credit, yo. Jay Bowmeister, you get one of those, man. Best of luck to you. Condolences to you. Shout out to the Blues organization. Helped him out. I I think he's going to be fine. I I don't know if he's going to play in the NHL again. He's had a long career, and that's a that's a fucking scary thing, bro. Oh, dude, that's the definitely. scariest of scary things. You, you you think about a lot of things. Obviously, best of luck with whatever you're gonna do. Hey, if you're gonna come back to the NHL, speedy recovery, play it safe, and we'll see you soon. We'll Shout see, out Jay. We'll see you soon, Jay Bowmeister. Okay, let's wrap it up, man. Last five names. Let's wrap. Last five. Yo, rapid fire, bro. We got the Canuck game to watch, bro. Oh, let's go. Okay, I got Brock Nelson, Newark Islanders again. Boom, boom. Underappreciated guy, getting some love. Going to hit career highs and points and goals this season. Boom. Okay. I got Tony D'Angelo, New York Rangers. Oh, that defenseman, Holy right? Crap. Holy shit. Bro, this guy's top Holy. five right now with Quinn Hughes for points among defensemen. <laughs> Is he a rookie? He's not a rookie. No, it's a, it's his fourth year in the league, but it's really his... How come I never heard about this dude, man? He was drafted by Tampa, and then he kind of added two problems, ended up in Arizona, and then, yeah, ended up with the Rangers, and he's just been, been tearing it up this yeah, year, man. Look at that name, bro. Tony D'Angelo. My name's Tony D'Angelo, and I play for the Rangers. That's not bad, right? Yeah, that's pretty good. He should should be on The Sopranos, man. (laughs) I've been watching those mob movies, yo. Been watching those mob movies. Yo, shout out to that guy because he's fun to watch. He's got swagger. You can tell. Like, you you brought up the attitude thing. Like, maybe he's kind of transitioned and made that attitude more more relevant and only relevant when when it comes to his gameplay. Because he has that swagger, and he's putting up points, and he has one of the dopest names in the league, and he's playing in New York. He's not playing for the Islanders. He's not playing for the Sabres. He's not playing for the Devils. He's playing for the—oh, did I say he's not playing for the Rangers? He's playing for the Rangers. No, you didn't, no you're good. Okay, yeah. he's playing for the Rangers. He's playing in the Madison Square Garden with a name like Tony D'Angelo. I, I fucked it up there, but Tony D'Angelo. Great dude. Great dude. Yeah, he's, he's not bad at all, isn't he? Okay, I'm going to the next one. Jacob Chicharin in Arizona. We had a couple Coyotes, a couple Rangers on here, but Jacob Chicharin, I don't know if people realize, man, I got this guy in fantasy hockey, 12 goals this season. Another great offensive defenseman, caught a huge shot, got the game winner against Montreal the other night. This guy's still only 21 years old. 21 years old, and this is his fourth season in the league. He's really, he's he's a man amongst boys uh, for his age group, man. Crazy player. Um, Okay, last two, Travis Konechny. I'm going for the uh, New York Islanders. This guy's been crazy this season. He he suffered some injuries earlier this week. Hope he's okay. Fun player to watch. The cousin of Bo Horvat. And last but not least, I put Bo Horvat on this list, man. I still wow. think he's got a little bit of... He's lacking the love around Vancouver the NHL. bias right here, man. Number of course, one, man. This is silky and filthy. Number one, West Coast bias. Yo, the beer that I brought today, it's called... Uh, 
it, it's called it's a brand and the, the, the type of beer or the name of the beer is called West Coast. Like they had uh like East Coast, something else and West Coast anyways. I thought it was only fitting, you know, because we are the network of the West Coast bias. You just heard yep. a full episode of Silky and Filthy. We got a special episode of Sippin' on a 40 coming out later with Bondi, Trevor, and I. We're going to just spill our thoughts on the Sedins, okay? Win or loss, the episode's going to be about the Sedins. Of course, it has to be. And the, the special thing about what's happening right now in Vancouver, and not even just surrounding today, is that hockey finally matters again in the city. And it's I, Trevor brought this up. You know, it's it's, it's great how... Henrik and Daniel are being raised to the rafters, and this team has Quinn Hughes and Elias Pedersen. So it, the transition period is nice, and, and to see that happen after years and years and years of just bullshit and not knowing, real talk, not knowing what was going to happen, not feeling right about it, it, it just a, it's just a beautiful night of hockey in our city, man. Real talk. Good times, man. On our network, baby. Well, we're going to crack a beer, get ready for sipping on a 40. Go check that episode out. It'll be out along with Silky and Filthy. Just just, just subscribe to the Misconduct Network. Just do it. Just do just it. Just do it. Subscribe to the network. You get four shows with one swipe, one tap. Like the man said, Silky and Filthy, the quickie, sipping on a 40, and power of the towel. We make your hockey life a little bit better. If you like today's program, do us a favor, okay? The boss talked to us last week. He's loving the content. He's loving the product. But he's telling us, he used the word force, force engagement, okay? He's like, you guys need, he said, need to start doing that force engagement shit. We need you to comment or give us a five-star rating because that shit helps. And Trevor, man, this guy's trying to be a father within the next year. You really want this dude to be a broke podcasting father? This is on you. This is on fucking you. Share the damn podcast. Share the damn network. Thank you so much for listening. Trevor, you got anything else to say? Yeah, no pressure. Just give us five stars so I can feed my future children. There's Thanks. No pressure, man. You want Trevor's fucking kids to eat? You want you want his kids to eat? Give us a damn five-star rating because you were fucking entertained, okay? My name Kyle Bowen. That was Trevor Beggs. Have a good morning, a good afternoon, a good night. How do you end the shit off again? We love you guys, and we'll catch you filthy bastards next time. Whoop. Hey, that's a bullshit. <laughs>